Hello and welcome to Pumped, the Inside Podcast by Schwalbe. I'm your host Tobias Bogon and I'm talking here with Schwalbe athletes from different disciplines, from downhill to cross country and from triathlon to road racing. And today I'm not talking to a Schwalbe athlete, I'm talking to the Schwalbe UK sales rep Grant Wildman. He gives us an inside view on his job and the special situation during this pandemic. How they react on the travel situation and how they support their dealer going through this pandemic as good as possible, you will find out in this episode of Pump. Hey Grant, thanks for taking I, the time to do the podcast with us. How are you? Oh, morning, Toby. Yeah, I'm good, thank you. How are you? I'm pretty good. So, could you please tell our listeners who you are and where you come from? My name's Grant. I'm the UK uh, East and London sales promoter for Schwalbe Tires UK. And you're living in, in which area or in which area is Schwalbe UK based? So I live in an area called Milton Keynes, which is about 40 miles north of London. Um, and like I say, I live, I live quite central to my area that I work in. And there are more sales reps from Schwalbe in this area or are they spread all over the, the country? So the country's almost quartered. We've got Ben, who's our northern rep. We've got Mark, who covers the kind of Midlands and Wales. And uh, we're soon to have a new promoter for the south area now. Ah, okay. Cool. So, yeah, you are, you are a sales rep in the UK for Schwalbe. How did you get the job and what is your connection to cycling? So I've worked in the cycle industry for majority of my working life, predominantly as a bicycle mechanic uh, mm -hmm. in a number of shops uh, local to my area. Um, a few UK distributors I've worked for uh, and spent a small amount of time, um, sort of a long summer, traveling around Europe working on the Ironman circuit. Oh, okay. Um, Uh, helping with a bit of neutral service as well as the transportation of people's tri bike and equipment out there for the company that I was working for. Um, I've been working for Schwalbe Tires now for five years this January, which has flown by. Um, <laughs> and I basically got that job just applying for it through, um, you know, sort of a business uh, bicycle network on in, in the UK called Bike Biz, where the job was advertised. And it all happened from there, basically. Nice. So, but uh, did you grow up in Milton Keys? And is there any chance to go to go riding? So, did you grow up on the on the bike? Yes. So, I mean, cycling's been a pretty big part of my life since I was probably about sort of eleven or twelve. Was when I sort of really took it on as a kind of my main passion. Um, Milton Keynes has a pretty incredible cycle network to get around. Um, it has this large redway network, so you can pretty much get from anywhere in it uh, without touching any roads, um, which mm. is pretty good. Um, it's a modern city, so it's very spacious. There's lots of green and parks. Um, we've got Woburn and, Ash, um, Woburn and Rushmere Woods uh, local to me as well, which has some great mountain biking, which most weekends I end up going up around there and having a blast around the woods. It's really good. It's got a quite famous jump site. As well, a bit out of my, my remit. I'm not a big jumper, I'm more of an XC <laughs> rider. But um, 
there's, it's pretty impressive. You get some pretty big names from the dirt jump scene, sort of regulars up there. Um, and then Rushmere Woods obviously has uh, Matt Jones's sort of bike park he did for his big uh, mm-hmm. Red Bull video. Yeah, that's still there, which is pretty cool. And there's a red trail around that way. So this we're pretty lucky in Milton Keynes. I don't have to travel far for some pretty decent road riding that will go out to the countryside, some great gravel riding and mountain biking. So yeah, I'm quite quite lucky. Throughout lockdown, it's been a bit of a blessing. I haven't had to drive anywhere to do any of these. So yeah, so- lucky. Yeah, that sounds pretty good. And these days, when you hop on the bike, are you going on a road bike, gravel bike, or are you a mountain biker? What is your your main bike at the moment? At the moment, it'll be my gravel bike. Just with the restrictions on movement and things like that, it's such a versatile bike. Um, and with the area that I live in, it's just it's a great exploring bike. Um, I'm, I'd call myself a mountain biker, but uh, the gravel bike's been my kind of savior of sanity this year which has been great <laughs> yeah i mean i really love um gravel biking as well it's so much so much fun and you can explore so much so much ground in a short period of time i really love oh, absolutely. it absolutely yeah it just it just you know you've got the ability to traverse on the road between muddy fields or whatever you're going i mean obviously in the summer it's a bit nicer through the fields and a bit faster but even through the winter you can just you know it's just just that freedom of being able to do what you want yeah so you told us that you work for ironman what was your job at this company so wasn't directly for ironman but a company that worked alongside the events as well as the challenge events across europe uh, basically triathlon so it was a, a job that was involved with the collection and transportation of people's bikes and equipment mm-hmm. so we were oh, i was sort of charged with creating a racking system to transport the bikes without dismantling them obviously tri bikes and Triathletes are quite fussy with their bike fits, as you can imagine. When you spend that sort of money on a bike and a bike fit, you don't really want it tampered with. So we had to juggle and sort of mix a, a, a jig that would carry the bike safely without them being knocked around, but also without dismantling them. So we managed to devise something that basically only removed the front wheel um, and possibly moved the saddle, but obviously was marked before we did. So... Yeah, that was an interesting task and then spent a summer driving around Europe um, to the events and then supporting the riders when we were there with a sort of mobile workshop and running a neutral service with them, mm-hmm. um, which was great. I got, got to travel to some beautiful parts of the world, um, Austria, uh, Sweden, French Alps. Uh, I drove to Mallorca four times. It was quite a long drive. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but, um <laughs> Some some really really good events and some great experience. So yeah, it was it was it was, it was nice nice one to do. Tiring, so I didn't want to do it for too long because it's uh, you're away from home. Yeah, we, you know weeks on end. But it was a great experience. Yeah, I bet so. Um, are you a triathlete yourself when you're working so much with um, with these kind of riders? I'm not. No, the temptation was. Uh, <laughs> it, was, it probably was some temptation there, but I'm not sure it's for me. Uh, I'm not much of a runner. I enjoy swimming, but um, yeah, a f- few too many bike injuries. I mean, running's a bit <laughs> not, not my remit. <laughs> okay. So, um, does your job as a mechanic and all that support for the Ironmans help you now with your job for Schwalbe? Yeah, I think... Um, You know, with my background in that as well as in bicycle shop retail, um, it just I have a 
I like to think I've got quite a good understanding of you know how the shops work you know from experience of when reps come in to see you you have a good judgment of today's a good day today isn't a good day to chat to people and you know you, you can you know you know when to come back another day or mm-hmm. you know how to bridge those sort of starting conversations with shops time's precious for everyone and with bike shops with how busy it's been this year it's been even more important to understand and sort of you know assess when you go into a shop you know you know the validity of your visit basically so you know whether to yeah we'll have a good chat or no i'll leave you a catalog and i'll come back (laughs) yeah so when we're talking about your job how can i imagine the job as a sales rep okay so day to day i'll you know in advance i'll plan an area in which I'll visit within my within my area. So I often plan it. I use a bit of Google Maps and we have a nice CRM system to help plan our visits with all the customers' details logged onto it. So I'll always use I'll always sort of scan ahead and check if there's any new bike shops that we've missed on the system or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and just you know uh, periodically sort of work our way around our map area and, and and visit shops so shop visits can vary from four to ten a day depending on where mm-hmm. i am and you know and how long you spend with shops there's no limit we're we're quite relaxed there's some shops you know you'll pop in you'll have a cup of tea with them you'll have a good chat you'll talk about everything in the catalog and point of sale for the shop and everything else under the sun and other shops you'll say hello they're too busy or you know that you know they've got a lot on whatever you drop a catalog, leave your contact details, and you know you'll either pop back or you'll hear from them in the future when they need something. So it's yeah. it's, it's a very relaxed approach. It's it's nice having that freedom. There's no pressure on us or the retailer that way, and I think that's quite unique. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, now Schwalbe in the UK is not that big than in Germany. So do you still have to explain to dealers what Schwalbe is or how do you convince them to add Schwalbe to the program? So I think as a brand, we're still, we're fortunate that we, you know, it's a blanket brand image. Um, we're still seen as, a lot of people actually perceive Schwalbe UK as being a lot bigger than it is in the sense that it's a big brand, it's a strong brand, But as an actual company, I think we're about 14 members of staff, which includes mm-hmm. office, warehouse, and our, our promoters on the road. A lot of people are quite, you know, maybe not shocked, but a little bit taken back when you know they realise we're a relatively small outfit in that sense. I think yeah. we're just, I'll, uh, you know, I think we're quite efficient in how we work. <laughs> so for, fortunate. Um, so yes, yeah, so it's with with the UK. I think. We're fortunate that we, we were seen as quite big under the kind of German blanket, I suppose. Mm-hmm. So you told us already that you have four and soon five sales reps in the UK. What is your area exactly? Uh, it's, we've got three three at the moment and it'll be a fourth coming ah, okay. in. Sorry. Sorry. Um, but yeah, I mean, my area, I, I cover the east of the UK. So from Oxford all the way east to Norfolk. Um, as far north as kind of uh, Kings Lynn um, and Skegness, um, and then the whole of Essex and Greater London. So I have a pretty substantial part of part of the UK. Um, mm-hmm. I'm fortunate to have London. I really enjoy the area. I visit a lot um, personally as well. There's um, 
it's just a nice area to have. I'm, what I like the most about it is I don't have to drive everywhere. Um, when I come into London, I'm fortunate that I live near a train station. I just get a train straight into central London with the bike, and then I can just get around by bike, easy peasy. Ah, nice. So, um, yeah, I, I can imagine going around in London by car is a, is a nightmare. So you, you're not moving a lot because of yeah. all the traffic. But, um, yeah, so that means you're going by train in the, in the city and then going around by bike. Yeah, pretty much. I try to do that as much as I can. I mean, with, with this year, with avoidance of public transport to some extent, it's been great, you know, sort of uh, not having to use the tube, which is even before this year's pandemic has always been seen as a bit grubby and you don't want to spend too much time on it. So it's, yeah, it's been nice to just to get around by bike. Um, there's been some added infrastructure throughout London for the cycleways. So that's, that's made life a lot easier and safer as well. Yeah, that sounds pretty good. So um, how many dealers do you have in London and how many dealers are existing in London? So... In the London area, there's probably over, I'd say probably about 300 dealers throughout into Greater London um, mm -hmm. within the M25. Um, this can vary from frame builders, um, independent bike workshops, um, chain shops such as sort of bigger brands, um, Halfords and uh, Evans, but. You know, we don't discriminate. We'll visit anyone who is a Schwab stockist or is interested in a Schwab stockist. We'll visit. Um, so I spend my time being as thorough as I can, trying to get round to everyone as I can. Mm -hmm. um, obviously, this year has been a little bit tricky with that, trying to see everyone. But yeah. um, if if I haven't physically met them or gone in to see them, I'll always try and contact them via phone or email. Otherwise, yeah. I mean, this year is completely completely different to all the other years and you in the UK also had a pretty big lockdown in in spring what did you do during this time if you couldn't travel well for the first few weeks we were working from home and essentially cold calling shops just contacting them via phone and email seeing what we could do to help them during this time uh, what we quickly realized was Shops were incredibly busy and really too busy to be answering the phones to calls to any reps, I would have thought, to some extent. <laughs> so, yeah. you know, our management team were very quick uh, to put into place or, or offer to us promoters a program, a volunteer program, where we would offer our services to retailers by going in to help them in any way possible because during this mm -hmm. busy time whether it was um, servicing bikes for NHS workers, which was one of the main things we tried to help out with, or going in to answer the phones to help them cope because they've got staff off due to you know, uh, isolation or anything like that, or stock yeah. takes, you know, making cups of tea, just trying to be a bit of you know, a dog's <laughs> body, really, you know, trying to be as helpful as possible. And I think it, it worked quite well. It was, um, you know, it worked both ways in that retailers, I think, really appreciated it. Mm -hmm. It was a helping hand for a lot of them. Um, it was fortunate for us promoters. We were able to get out safely, mind, with restrictions in place, um, which was great. But it gave us huge insight 
um, which we were very privileged to be allowed to work in a lot of these shops. And it gave us a lot of behind-the-scenes insight of how the shops work, um, how they were coping with the ongoing pandemic, and really just, you know, how the brand was perceived. And it was a good chance for us to talk about the brand a little bit more casually, you know, within their own yeah. workspace and time. So, yeah, we were very lucky. I think it was a, it was a good scheme. So that means you worked one day in this shop and the next day in the other shop or did you spend a bigger period of time in one shop well we kind of i tried to alternate as much as i can and i did do some repeat visits at some shops which was great um we got to work with some really really nice people um mm -hmm. and you know they were very appreciative of your time so there was lots of free lunches which was very good it was very welcome that was always a bonus with it <laughs> um but yeah you, it was a uh, It was a good experience with them, um, you know, being able to choose different shops as well or offer it out. So I had a, quite a broad scope. It wasn't just one focused area of London. I also did areas closer to home. So towns like Bedford that, that are near me and places like that, a shop called Flam Rouge. Um, mm -hmm. There's lots of shops that I went to all over. I tried to space it out as much as I can to try and get as broad a picture of how things were going with the pandemic. Yeah. And what did you learn about this time? So it was interesting to see the kind of the buying habits and you know how shops decided to stock our product and others. Um, were they based on price, um, availability, reliability of the distributor? All these factors were were interesting to find out. You know, some shops were quite. They're kind of maybe maybe old fashioned is the wrong way, but they preferred <laughs> a, a rep to actually come into the shop to do orders with them, whereas other shops were quite happy just doing it online with B2Bs rather than someone coming to the store. So it was good to work out, you know, which shops were which and how their buying and spending habits were working. So that was quite interesting. Nice. So yeah, this year where you could um, travel much less and vi visit much less dealers. Did your job change or do you think there is something which remains after the the pandemic? Well, you definitely would. We've had two separate full lockdowns and during those times um, we were working from home or volunteering where needed. Um, but moving forwards, we have decided to offer the volunteering service um, going forwards. Mm -hmm. So it's going to be a bit of a, a USP for us. Um, but yeah, it has changed in a lot of shops require a bit more, uh, you know, contacting them before visiting. Some of them may not be comfortable with you just turning up at the shop. Um, so there's, you know, making appointments is a bit more important. I say a bit yeah. more. It's, 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 it's more important now than it's ever been. Yeah. Um, and, how, and how the shops deal with you as well. A lot of the shops, you can't just walk into them. So you have a bit of a reception desk at the front. So there's lots of standing at the door with a mask talking to people, which is fine, but it has changed the role quite dramatically. And then traveling around as well, you know, not using public transport as much as I used to. So via bike. So it's planning ahead, you know, making sure I've yeah. got enough equi equipment with me and everything for when I do the visits. And what do you think, how will your job change in the future because sales rep has been that way for a long time just going into a shop and talking to the dealers but do you think in the future there will will be a big change in this job i think 
this is it comes back to where us as we as sales reps aren't your, your typical sales rep because we're not actually selling taking orders if that makes sense mm-hmm. we're promoting the product so it's a little little different we're quite you know it's quite a relaxed approach and i think that's still quite welcome now and we'll continue to do so i mean we do have a lot other elements to our roles where you know the event side of things which obviously this year hasn't been um as busy as you can imagine yeah. <laughs> um but it's still a big part of our role so you know, we're involved with the the setup organization and design of stands for shows um for the public and trade shows as well as uh, appearing at events and races um so that's you know sort of weekends and evenings in some cases mm-hmm. uh, throughout the year predominantly summer so that's another thing element of our role that will change is i mean events and races will come back um, yeah. just when we don't know but races are adapting you know and becoming more inventive to become covid safe so that's something we'll adapt with and also the trends of bikes i think are are moving with this as well the kind of adventure bike uh, gravel bike and bike packing side of things is bigger now than it has been for a long time you know the the, the word audax is cool again so mm-hmm. it's um you know we, we we need to keep our finger on the pulse with how you know the the trends of things change and what to focus on with that so yeah there's lots of elements with the role that we need to adapt with and we can see a changing and we'll just have to roll that out as things change and go along because it's ever changing because one minute it's a lockdown the next minute it's restriction so you need to be flexible very flexible great grant thanks a lot to give us the little insight of your job and the job as a sales rep um yeah i wish you a good christmas time and a good holiday time and i hope we we see you soon And um, yeah, thanks again. Thanks for your time, Toby. Good speaking to you.